Are you worthy? This is going to be the big question that we're actually asking on this week's episode is, are you worthy? What is worth? What are you worth? What is your self worth? And we're going to be talking about that this week on episode number 157 of the Relaxed Mail. This is the Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week, helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to the Relax Mail. I am your host, Brian, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to have a listen. This is the Relaxed Mail. This is the show that takes the nice guy that is in many, many men today and we kick him to the curb. We get rid of him so that men all over the world are able to start living their life on their terms so they can reach the goals and the dreams and the aspirations and become fulfilled like they actually are have been dreaming to for if not all their life, the majority of their life. I am your host, Brian. I am a certified men's coach, and I want to thank you again for listening. We're going to be talking about self-worth. What are you? What is your self-worth? What are you worth? Are you actually worthy? And this is a really interesting question because so many of us sacrifice ourselves, sacrifice who we are, what we are, for the sake of what everybody else wants us to do. We do that because we think that diminishing ourselves, cutting ourselves, cutting off an arm will cause us to become even more worthy to those around us. If we sacrifice for our kids or, or not even our kids, let's say you're sacrificing for work, you're sacrificing yourself for your, your business because, and the reason why I'm changing that from kids to work is because you actually have a special arrangement with your kids and with, and yeah, you're going to give what you can to your children. And the work is just a little bit different. It just changes just things just a little bit in a, in a way that is actually fits a little better. So we're going to go with, say your, your company, the company you work for literally says, we will pay you $10 an hour more if you lop an arm off. And so you go to the, uh, go to the, the, the HR office and they go, yep, we need you to, if you want $10 an hour more, you got to cut an arm off. All right. You go into the doc, go into that clinic right there and they'll remove your arm. All right. There it goes. You didn't get to say which arm they cut off your dominant arm. Are you now really more valuable to that company because you literally lost an arm? No. Now I went to a really extreme man- measure on that because your worth, what you believe your worth, what your company believes your worth doesn't have anything in the world to do with your physical attributes. Everything that makes you worthy sits right up here in your head. It's that big gray squishy piece of, of nerve called the brain that actually is what creates the worth and how much you are worthy to those around you. Now, a lot of times we do have some type of, we'll have some type of inferiority complex. 
A good example of that is uh, the imposter syndrome. All of a sudden, you're doing something that you never thought you would have been able to do, and it's just, oh my gosh, what am I, you know, where did this come from? I, I don't belong here. I'm, these people are so, are going to find out that I am a fraud and I'm just going to, I'm going to be made to look like an idiot. And all of a sudden, I, you know, when you get done, you know, people are, they're, you know, they're going to have people that make a comment about you because you're going to step over a, uh, a word and it's going to completely trip you up or they're going to get asked something and you're just not going to buy what they are asking. Those inferiority complexes show you what you, how you believe you're worth. Are you actually worthy of the, uh, the accolades that you've received? Are you worthy of the money that you are making? Are you worthy of the family that you have? Are you worthy of the job? Well, the question would, to, uh, the answer to that question is, is not going to come from anybody outside of you. Those, those thought, and that's what that is, is are you worthy? Are you capable? Do you have the level of worth to say, if you're starting a business, if you're starting like a coaching business or you're starting any type of business, how much do you charge? Well, how much do you think that's worth? How much do you think you're worth? How much do you think your, your expertise is worth? We've all heard that one story where. A company had a machine breakdown and it's, it was an old machine and they looked around and looked around and people came in and they tried to fix it and they just couldn't figure out the solution and they left and they'd spend there all day, all week, all a month there trying to figure out what the, what the problem was and they couldn't figure it out. So they would up and leave. Eventually one day they get a message that, Hey, there's a, there's a man who actually used to build this machine. He'll, um, here's the number and they call him up and he comes out and there's this little, he's this little bitty guy and he's got walks around up to the machine and he just kind of looks at it for a bit and looks around and kind of tries it out and hears the sound, turns it off, listens for a second and then all of a sudden he takes out just this little bitty hammer, reaches up, taps one spot real quick, turns it on. Everything's working great. And so he's like, they're like, oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All. You know, they're giving him all sorts of congratulations. And he go, then proceeds to pull out this bill and hands it to the, uh, the CEO and the CEO looks at it and goes, a hundred thousand dollars. What the heck are you doing charging a hundred thousand dollars? Where do you get off charging me a hundred thousand dollars? You were only here for five minutes and really gets angry. And the guy's like, okay, well, let me break this down for you. Then fixing the problem was $500 knowing where to hit is worth the $999,995. There was I think I just screwed all those numbers up. I don't do good doing numbers. All right. <laughs> I'm too good looking for, for math. But yeah, you get the idea. The guy, that little old man knew his value because he knew where he needed to fix, what he needed to fix. And because he knew where to fix and what to fix, he has the expertise and the knowledge to be able to charge an exorbitant amount. 
you are actually a lot the same, a lot in the way, uh, many ways the same way as that little old man. You see, the you have worth. It all just depends on how you want to think of it because it is called self-worth for a reason. Are you worthy of the love you give, you have for yourself? Are you worthy of the value you provide for, to your family? Are you worthy of the value you provide for your, for your, your company? You provide that value. And to think that you don't provide that value shows that you are actually, that's where your feeling of being worthless comes from. Can you love yourself? If you can love yourself, you can, you understand how much value you're actually providing to the world as a whole. But yet a lot of us take the time to just struggle with loving ourselves enough. And this actually causes us to become very huge bullies to this causes us to be become very big bullies to ourselves. We start dropping the reasons why we are good, why we are great, why we are worthy of the rewards that we get for doing what we do. And when we don't feel like we are worthy of those accolades, worthy of the, the money that we generate, worthy, worthy of the awards we receive, then that is where we start doubting ourselves, start pushing ourselves down into, into the dirt. And we start keeping ourselves from becoming as great as we possibly could. Now, some people may go, well, I've had a really hard past. I, I was, I was called names and stuff from my, my grandparents and my parents and my older siblings and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's that, you know, they can and they're, they will. There are people who are going to shove you down because of tall poppy syndrome. They're going to keep you from making your, having your life become as wonderful as it possibly could. The key is, do you believe what they're saying about you? Do you believe the stories that they are telling about you? If you believe them, then yeah, you're going to accept the fact that you were a burden upon your mother because simply for the fact that you were born, you are a burden to your father because you were just there, just eating food. You were a useless eater. You may have those types of thoughts. You may have been told. You may have been beat. You may have been locked up in, underneath a, a stairwell. What those, uh, what those items, and those events, those situations, those circumstances that happened in your past mean is that you had those circumstances. You had those events happen in your life. What they mean to you doesn't have to mean the same thing to everybody else. Remember, your thoughts create your results. So if you have a thought of, well, I know how to survive living underneath a, underneath the staircase. Good, good. Then you can help other people who have been stuck in staircase, under, living under staircases. But I also will let you in on a little, a little secret about you worrying about your past. Nobody else cares. In all reality, nobody cares about what your past is. They just know that you you had a past and what it is that you have shared with them. And if you identify as being this horrible, terrible person, 
then your congratulations, you're going to be this horrible, terrible person. And until you stop forcing yourself to be identified as, you know, this abused child who has no value, you're going to, you're going to continue to have these same types of problems. Now that brings in how do you provide value? How do you determine what your self worth is? And there is a neat little, there are instances in Japan that they're, they have some very wonderful lines uh, of thinking, different types of philosophies. And one of them is about process of uh, Kintsugi. You see, Kintsugi is the fact that if you were, when they take pottery and say something happens to it, they, it gets dropped and the, the earthenware bowl or the uh, teacup, I can't think of what the word was, uh, was, was broken. It was damaged. Well, you can take the time to glue everything back into place and it's probably not going to be a hundred percent water, you know, watertight. And not to mention, you can tell the, where there's chips and, and things like that. And you can't quite get it perfectly back to normal. It can't, you can't restore it back to its previous broken state. And if you understand that you can't go back to your previous unbroken state, then you can do what the Japanese artist did. And they would actually take and accentuate the breaks. They would actually take it and seal the cracks in the, in the cups and in the pottery, seal it up with gold. So you would have these gold cracks and lines running all through this, this broken piece of, of pottery. And because of those imperfections and embracing the fact that you, they had those flaws, in all reality, what actually happens is once they add the gold to the, to bond to the, to the pieces, not only do you have a more beautiful piece of, of art because of the imperfections, and the flaws that are in there, you're also making it stronger. So beating yourself up because you were abused when you were a child, beating yourself up because you weren't the model citizen when you were a child, doesn't honestly mean anything. You can beat yourself up all you want. You can be as mean and cruel as possible, and you're not hurting anybody but yourself. Well, no, actually, now that I say that, I'm going to correct myself. You're hurting only yourself. You're also hurting, or you're not hurting only yourself. I will get this right one day. (laughs) You're not only hurting yourself. You're denying the world the beauty and power that you have within you by shutting down, by closing off, by being withdrawn, thinking nobody wants to hear about you. Now, if that is all you are doing, you're talking about being, being, uh, being a victim for the sole fact of getting people to, to respond to you. Yeah. You're going to get a little old. You're not providing any value. If all you do is identify as, oh, I was abused as a kid. Okay. What you learn from being abused as a kid. 
That is completely contingent upon you. What do you learn? That uh, I don't know. It just really depends on what you learn. And you are the only one who can actually answer that. But you can actually take the broken parts of your of your life, the things that you believe to be broken, and you can actually use that as a means to make yourself even better. You can learn from the past, but don't live in the past. Now, when it comes to building your self-worth, yeah, you take those broken parts and you use them to make yourself stronger. And that creates your sense of purpose. There's also another Japanese phrase or, 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 um, uh, philosophy called Ikigai. And it is how the Japanese actually go through on finding their, their purpose. And the way you actually do that is there are four. A lot of times you actually see it as a Venn diagram where you've got one circle that is, what is it that you love? Followed by what is it, what is it that the world needs? What are you good at? And what are you, and what can you, uh, what you can actually be paid for? And when you take these and you overlap them all, you actually have places where you get things are good, what, what you're good at and what you love that becomes what your passion is. What you love and overlaps with what the world needs, that becomes your mission. And what you paid for versus or what you can be paid for with what the world needs becomes your vocation and what you're what you can be paid for and what you're good at becomes your profession. Now you can also take those down a little bit more and you can take your passion and your profession and combine those up and you can you'll get yourself narrowed down a little bit more with your mission and passion and your mission and vocation and your vocation and profession. But when you can find where your passion and your mission and your profession and your vocation, they all join up in together in the very middle of that Venn diagram. All of a sudden, that is the icky guy. That is what you're truly called to do. And when you're able to find, and this is something that you can go on for years and years and years figuring this out. We don't, our schools and our, and stuff are all set up to develop employees. They're not meant to create, they're not meant to create uh, a happy person. They just need you to be a happy, proficient little employee. And that's one reason why schools don't teach you to think coherently. They don't teach you to have critical thinking because if you're a critical, if you're a critical thinker, you're more likely to be a company business, uh, run your own business as opposed to running a department. And that's where when you have icky guy and you are able to understand what you're good at, what you love, what the world needs and what you can be paid for. That's where you come into your true happiness. For instance, what you're good at. I am good at listening. I am good at helping people. What do you love? I love to help people. What the world needs. 
more people that will actually help folks get past their boundaries. What can you be paid for? I can actually be paid for coaching. So that becomes my profession, my vocation. It covers my mission and it covers my passion. So that becomes my guy, my coaching, my want to coaching, my drive for coaching is essentially my guy. You have those same drives, those same desires. And that's, that's where, that's where finding your purpose is so important in the third pillar of a relaxed male, a man's soul. You need to find out what feeds your soul, what fits in with your calling, why you do what you do. How does doing what you do help others become better? And that's what we are called to do. We are to serve our fellow man. To be able to serve them, you have to know what your purpose is. It's not going to do you any good to be a blacksmith if if your talents are in painting. To just throw something out there. If If you're working as a blacksmith, but yet you have more of a desire to be a pharmacist, then what are you doing being a blacksmith? Finding your purpose and fulfilling your purpose is one of the greatest things that you can do for who you are. When you can find your calling, find what you're wanting, you're you're called to do, find your purpose in life, things start to, that the resistance that you feel, that pushback from everything that you do, suddenly becomes as if it's been greased and there's nowhere near as much friction as what there was before. All because all of a sudden you decided this is what I'm supposed to do. And some people wonder, well, I I don't have any passion in what I'm doing. Well, passion is something that actually can be developed. You can actually develop your passion to become, to, to go whatever path you want. That's again, that's a line of thinking. That's something that goes into your T line. That is a, that's a series of thoughts. The more knowledge and confidence you develop, you have, you will have more passion for whatever it is you're doing. So guys, with that, I'm going to start wrapping this up and say, start looking, start examining. Why do you not work? give yourself the worth and the value that you are are due. So many of us want to walk around and think that we are worthless when in all reality, that's like calling a brick of gold completely worthless. Would you take this brick and put it into, into build a build a wall with this, with this brick of gold? No, no, you wouldn't. Well, it's a brick. Would you not put it in the wall? No. Why? Because, yeah, it looks like a brick. It could probably hold a wall up somewhat okay, like a, like any other brick. But it's got a little bit different purpose. And it's not meant for holding a wall up. A brick of gold isn't the same as, as, a, as, a, uh, as a clay brick. A little bit different. Has different properties. Has a different purpose. And your purpose, yeah, may be to be an employee, may end up being that you to run a business. 
what that what that purpose is is contingent upon what you are able to do, what your passions on and uh, talents are, but also what you can be paid for. Follow those four those four items in the uh, in the Venn diagram of Ikigai, and you will actually find you can actually create a better life. You can start developing a sense of value within yourself. And when you have that self-worth, you are actually becoming a lot more valuable to the world. So guys, with that, I want to say thank you very much for listening. You have a great rest of the day. If anything I said on this show resonated with you, share it out. Share it with somebody who you think needs to hear that they are worth more than they act. Let's share it with a person who you believe might actually be a lot less worthy than, 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 uh, what is it? What's truly their, uh, their true value. Share it with on the Facebook, share it onto the, on your Instagram, share it on the Twitter, share it wherever it is you end up ha- uh, hanging out with on social media. Let folks know that there is this, this show, this group of men out there called the relaxed male, where we're changing men's lives. We're changing who they are, changing the hearts and minds of men so that they become stronger, become better and become more resilient to the, the wiles of, of society because society wants men to be so weak and be so emasculated that, when it times for him, for a man to stand up, there wouldn't be a man. No one would stand up against the tyranny. So with that, guys, I want to thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for taking the time to hear what I had to say. And we will see you next week. So till then, bye.